Welcome to the My Chains Are Gone podcast. My name is Jill Schilb, and I am so excited for you to hear Ryan's story today. Depression, suicidal thoughts, bipolar, agnosticism. Ryan had everything going against him, and many in the early part of his life would be shocked that he now loves Jesus, is married to a lovely, believing woman, is fathering three children and serving the God that he once hated. Listen to the story of how God pursued Ryan and ultimately broke the chains of blindness to the truth and feelings of unworthiness. Also, Ryan shares the contrast of his experience of depression and suicidal thoughts as a Christian through the love of a church community. Ryan, thanks so much for coming and sharing your story. I'm really excited to hear what's going on and um, how God has worked in your life. So thank you. Oh, thank you. The way I love to start to hear about people's stories is starting from the very beginning um, about childhood. Um, So can you share a little bit about what um, spiritual influences you had in your childhood and in your thoughts about God that you remember? Growing up, I would say probably between, you know, an infant till probably around, I think, second or third grade, um, I did go to church fairly regularly. Um, I was, uh, I guess I was baptized at birth as Presbyterian, and so I kind of went to church uh, with my parents. Um, Typical story of where Mom and dad go to church, dad kind of drops off, mom's dragging the kids to church every week, and then it kind of hits a standstill where like, do you want to go to church or anymore or not? And I'm like, well, I don't really want to go. So that's kind of the end of story there. What were your thoughts about God, say, uh, maybe middle school, high school time period? Elementary, middle school, kind of really just didn't think about it that much. Um, college is where I got pretty, pretty anti-religion, um, very much kind of the, you know, religion is the opiate of the masses, very, uh, had my communist slash anarchist face for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so just kind of, you know, and then of course you're, you're drawn to people that have, you know, similar mindsets. And so you just kind of like hate God pretty much. Um, also I think I, it's interesting cause I think even in that time of just, middle school till even college and afterwards, there was always a part of me that like was questioning. Um, and like a lot of people, you know, I was hated God. And then I kind of dabbled in, you know, well, I'm going to, you know, study Eastern religions and, you know, lots of other things. And so kind of there's always, and I still to this day, I have just a hunger for truth. And so I did a lot of soul searching, a lot of just reading a lot of different religions and just looking for something. Mm-hmm. And so did you have fulfillment in that time or what were you seeking? I just thought the world was just messed up and I, I wanted to find a way, not a way to get out of it, but I kind of wanted to make sense of like, you know, if there is a God, how could he allow like so much, you know, strife and murder and so you're- ecological destruction everywhere. How, how could God, if God really exists, how could that stuff really happen? Right. So your hang up with God and Christianity was mainly 
the sin and brokenness that you saw all around. That Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's also, too, you know, when you surround yourself with people that think like you do, you know, you kind of just drink the Kool-Aid and you just, you know, you're just like, oh, well, we all hate God, so I'm not going to really, like... <laughs> I'm not going to ever want to like hang out with a Christian or even like talk to them. I've kind of made my mind up. Um, but even in that, when I was like hardcore, like you're stupid, like there's still a part of me that's like, there's got to be something more than this. And I just kind of like pushed it down for a long time and kind of just didn't want to hear that voice. But that voice was kind of always there a little bit, I think. So. Yeah. So what was going on on the inside during that time period? I mean, inside I was just... I think crying out for help inside. I mean, I, on the outside, I think it would look like I'm okay. I mean, I had lots of friends, um, really involved in, um, like activism and on the college campus. I was in some local punk and hardcore bands that were fairly pretty popular and we toured like throughout the U.S. and stuff like that. So on the outside, I would probably have a pretty good, but on the inside, I was very lonely and just depressed and anxious and just not fulfilled at all. Mm -hmm. What were the circumstances around your viewpoint changing? Two, I mean, two things kind of stood out for me. Um, my dad got really, really sick um, and I had to come home. I mean, I was, this is one of my really depressed stages and I was like, didn't really feel like there's any purpose in living anymore. And my dad had gone to the Mayo Clinic and they just kind of found out he was really sick. And so they're kind of like, and my mom was just like, we just need someone to help take care of him. So I went back as I like served and loved my dad and just kind of slowly saw him fade. There was a woman um, that was my mom's friend who was um, really strong Catholic, and she was from Africa. And so she would come over to, to our house, and she would just pray with my dad, and she would read scripture to my dad. And my dad still was not a Christian at this time. And so just kind of like seeing, seeing this change, you know, and just even in that, like my dad kind of finally started opening up to me and just telling me about like, you know, why he never like was more like affirming to me or, you know, why he never really told me about his struggles and things like that. So kind of fast forward. And I remember it was Christmas time and I was thinking about well, what should I get my dad? And so I got him this it wasn't mere Christianity, but it was a it was a little C.S. Lewis book just about like, you know, Christianity. And he started reading it and he I mean, and it just there was a transformation continuing. The woman would continue to come pray with him. And then just like I would say probably a couple, you know, months before he passed away, you know, he like he gave his life to Christ. Hmm. And so someone like me that's just like no way. Just seeing my dad, who I didn't think would, would succumb and just give his life to Christ, he did. And so, and then of course, when he ended up passing, you know, I could, there was just a peace about him because he knew where he was going. And that like freaked me out, you know, it's just kind of like, why is he like, he's gonna, like, he knows he's dying, but like, 
there was just joy in him. And I was like, I want that. But also it's still kind of like, ah, still kind of seems a little wonky. So mm, Yeah. So that was kind of like your first wake up wondering like this, this is different. Um, and then what kind of brought it all around that you were like, ah, oh, I think I do believe this. Um, well, uh, after my dad passed, then I was like, okay, well, what's my next stage in life? And so I ended up like connecting with a lot of friends back in DC. And so, um, and one of my friends was a teacher and one of his best friends was a teacher at a, um, arts-based charter school in DC. And so she's like put a good word in and got me hired. And so I moved out to be a teacher at a, at a charter school in DC. And while I was there in DC, it was very hard. I mean, there was a lot of demons going on. There was just a lot of heartbreak there. Even though I was surrounded again by people that loved me, I had good community. Um, of course, it was not Christian community, but I had good community. God started putting people strategically in my life. So at the school that I that I worked at, there was a really strong believer that was an art teacher, um, you know, and she would like, she would go out with us, you know, to, you know, to happy hour and all that stuff. But like, there again, there's something different. She loved Jesus. Uh, and one of my friends who also was kind of involved in the music scene too, he was an open outright Christian and he got openly ridiculed. And I, I was kind of like, how can you deal with that? Like, how can you put up with people just thinking you're like the dumbest person on earth for believing in this, in this Christ? And he's just like, cause I know it's the truth. So that was kind of another person that just like had this conviction and would like deal with adversity. And then finally, um, one of my, probably my, but one of my, my best friend at the time, he, um, was in our, our same scene, um, he grew up a believer and then went to college and like a lot of people just not believed anymore. And then he came back to Christ, um, him and his wife did. And I remember running into them at a, um, was it a DC United soccer game? And it's funny. He, he looks a lot like Rick Warren. If you know what he does, like wearing the, the Hawaiian shirts. <laughs> I ran into him with my friends and he just was like so happy. And I was like, so what are you these days? Like, I'm playing guitar. He's like, I'm playing the worship band at my church. And he was just, there was this happiness about him. And at that point, I'm like, I want that. And I want that bad, you know, and I, I, I want to know how to get there. Um, so that, that kind of started the ball rolling. Um, and then fast forward a little bit more, um, kind of hit a breaking point in DC, just kind of got really depressed, kind of like, and I, I think it was a kind of, it was a spiritual thing. I was just like, I don't want to be here anymore. Like this place is not good for me. And so what I ended up doing flew back, uh, to take care of my mom. She wasn't doing very good. And during that time, my friend, uh, the Rick Warren guy, he, had sent me a book because we were just having these ongoing phone conversations about like his faith. And I was like, well, what's going on with this? And so he ended up sending me um, the book Blue Like Jazz. Um, and I was like, wow. You know, and like people can argue how theologically sound it is. But I mean, it spoke to me because like the environment he was in in college was that was me. He was questioning things and, and all. And I was just like, this makes total sense. 
And so that just, that book hit me in a way that nothing else had done before that. And this is the cheesiness of the story is then I, I was like late at night and I was not doing well. One of those Christian channels, I don't know. Um, you know, the guy was like, if you want to like give your life to Christ right now, you know, you can. And I remember the cheesiness of like falling on the, you know, the living room floor at probably like three or four in the morning, just tears gushing out. And I'm like, I'm going to give my life to you. Yeah. And that was it. Yeah. And then the next day I was like, I called my friend. I was like, all right, like, what do I do now? And he's like, you probably should start reading the Bible. And so, and I had bought my dad a long time ago, uh, like a, a new King James Bible or something like that. So I just started reading that. <laughs> and then I was like, all right, now what do I do? And he's like, oh, you need to go to church. And so like, where do I go to church? And he's like, oh, there's this really cool, like up and coming church planning movement called Acts 29. He's like, you should totally see if there's like an Acts 29 church in your town. So I got on the internet, there's Cars Church. And I just, I remember the first day that I walked in, I just felt welcomed and I felt like home. And I didn't know any of these people at all, but I just like, I walked in, like our pastor was there. He like introduced himself. Like people just came up, Hey, how are you doing? The first day I was there. And this, of course, this is when our church was a lot smaller, but like someone was like, Oh, I want you to come into our community group. We had those back then. And I immediately like had a new family and it was awesome. And so I was blessed. God blessed me in ways he probably hasn't blessed a lot of people, but it's like, he gave me like solid biblical community right away. He's like, here you go. Seeing people like God putting people in my life that actually want to invest in me and actually like walk me through the scriptures and walk me through what it's like to be a man. Mm -hmm. Just like, hallelujah, man. So you were surrounded by believers who invested in you. Mm -hmm. um, I know you had mentioned that you had some bouts of depression and mental illness of sorts going on. How did that all intersect with Jesus and church and faith. You know, when you're a child, you know, you, you kind of just like, everything's kind of like, Oh, it's great. You know? And then like, you kind of start to get to like junior high and high school and you're kind of like, have to start to deal with peer, peer pressure and things like that. I kind of started to feel probably around middle school. I just was not happy at all and very anxious, just depressed. And that kind of just, <laughs> that did not go away for a long time. I was dating a girl. We ended up breaking up and I just lost it. And I just kind of like, I've always, it kind of always struggled with depression, but for some unknown reason, that just kind of opened that wound. And I just kind of was like depressed to the point of like starting questioning my existence. Um, and I remember I like lost my job. Um, I got so bad, like they hospitalized me and put me on suicide watch. My depression, what I err to is like when I get really depressed, I flee, I run, I run, I hide. Um, and so kind of like when I was depressed and suicidal, I just ran off and hide and hid. And some of my friends who were in one of my bands at the time, they like lived way out in the country. And so I went and I lived out there and I kind of just completely isolated myself on a daily basis, just kind of like, how can I kill myself today? Like, does anyone really love me? Like, why am I here? And so, I mean, 
And I did, you know, it was a constant, like I did try to off myself a lot. Um, and I just, it never worked. And even before that, um, I, when I was not a Christian, I was actually engaged to a girl who was, was a Christian. Um, she was like a very liberal Christian. And so that before, so that kind of was another failed relationship that also kind of set me on a bad course that didn't lead to the suicide that this one did. Mm -hmm. But so fast forward, I get saved. Um, I'm at Karas, loving it, learning a lot, being in good community. Um, and so now I'm a Christian, you know, like I got to find a wife. I got to date a Christian woman as a Christian man. And so I met someone who I'd been pursuing for a while. Um, she went to our church. I thought like this would fulfill me. I, I kind of was in a weird way thought that God's given me someone to date. So like, of course I have to marry this person. But just even throughout that, I always kind of was like, is this right? I don't know. Like she loves Jesus. I love Jesus. But, and so it was a constant struggle. It was a first mission trip that Karis, um went to Brazil. Um, my, 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 my girlfriend at the time went with me and I just kind of like the whole time, like, God's using me to serve and love on these people. And I was just like a mess inside. And I'm just like, God, why don't I love this person the way I should? You know, like, why am I not happy? Like, why is this not working out? And so we got back from Brazil and I ended up like breaking up with her. Um, and again, I just kind of like lost it. Um, and I kind of just kind of felt like, I, even though I love Jesus, I kind of felt like a failure. And I'm just kind of like, if I can't, love someone that loves you like I'm not worth love I'm you know I'm not worth any love and so I was a believer and I still kind of like went crazy and just started going down the suicide path again and you know even though I put my my faith in the Lord like I again tried to off myself and um the difference this time I kind of again fled and I ran away um, but God put people in my life that kept chasing me like he was chasing me and they would not let me get away. And so, um, I had moved back in with my mom and, you know, she was trying to help me, but I was, didn't want to be helped. And so, and I was just, I was going down a very, again, very, very dark path. Just, just real, you know, just believing every, you know, every single lie Satan could tell you me about like why God is not good, why God doesn't exist. And I was just going down a really bad path. And there was so many people at our church, especially like the leaders at our church at the time that would come into my house and pray with me. Um, and like, you know, and I would just tell them, I don't believe in God. And they're like, that's not true. We know you do. You're just like getting, you know, like the devil is just, you know, fooling you right now and it was just kind of they kept coming and coming and coming and coming and coming and and I did not want to hear it I did not want to hear it um and my wife now she had told me that um that the C group that I had been in at the time I mean they had been praying for me hardcore and I wasn't, I, I was not dating my wife at the time, but she was in my small group. And I still have, she had sent me, she had sent me a little, like a little card saying like, I really want you to come back. We really miss you. I miss you. 
And I kept it for a long time. And there was, I don't know, there's a weird kind of like, well, this person cares about me. And then I started to kind of realize, well, like, well, these people care about me. And I remember to a T, and, I, and I've told our pastor this, I was just sitting at home, depressed, miserable, and I was like forcing myself to read. I'm like, I'm going to read this devotional book. I don't know why. I'm just going to read it. And so I like opened it <laughs> and I was like looking through it and there was like, it was talking about like Colossians 2. And I was like, okay, you know, and it's talking about, about Christ. And so I was like, it, and it was literally like, I read this first page and then something just snapped. And I looked at my mom and I was like, I'm going to go to church tomorrow. Hmm. And I went to church and this is not made up. And I sit down and like our pastor is preaching out of that passage when I walked right. And I was like, that is not coincidence. Like that is insane. And so, and that kind of brought me back and, you know, and I, and I still like, I still struggle. I mean, it is, you know, it's, a biological thing that I do struggle with. Um, and I have good days and I have bad days. Um, and I am medicated. Um, but I am in a way, way better place now. And a lot of that really has to do with like, you know, the witness of a local church and how important a local church is, especially for people that struggle like I do that need to hear the truth and need to be loved. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So last question. Mm -hmm. Why are you glad you followed Jesus? I followed everything else and it did not give me the peace that Christ does. And one of the things that I like, and this actually helps me deal with depression, anxiety more than anything, is almost everything, every kind of psychotherapy out there, they're going to really inherently tell you that like, you're an okay person. And like, if you just take meds and if you just um, you know, positive self-talk and like, will your way out of it, you're going to be fine. And Christ comes on. It's like, you're not a good person <laughs> and only you need to give everything to me. And only I am going to be the one that actually transforms your heart to hopefully like get you out of this or give you the mindset to be able to deal with this. So I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, but. <laughs> no, that's great. I love that. Awesome. Um, thank you, Ryan, so much for sharing your story. And, um, I think a lot of people will resonate with it. So thank you. Well, thank you. I hope you enjoyed Ryan's story. I hope that you are encouraged how God never gave up on him, even when he was running from God as a believer. Ryan's story reminds me of the scriptures from Luke 15, where Jesus shares the parable of the lost sheep, lost coin, and lost son. Our God delights and the angels rejoice when just one sinner repents and turns back to Him. Praise God that He keeps pursuing us. Thank you for listening. Be encouraged and tell your story too.